Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Hello. This is Jesse May. I mean, you should figure that out by now, but maybe you don't know. This is Jesse May. This is a Sharp Tongue podcast. It is Monday morning. I'm sitting in my bathtub to record this because I feel dirty. <laughs> I just got back uh, from about three weeks of travel on the road. Almost that. That's the life of a comedian. Um, I've been traveling for a couple years now on the regular. I uh, was in Cape Girardeau, Missouri at SEMO College, represent, and then I flew from there to New York City and did shows at Levity Live in West Nyack at the Palisades Mall, represent, and then I went to Plattsburgh, New York for the Plattsburgh, SUNY Plattsburgh College. Um, Marcella Arguello came to both of those shows with me. She was in Levity Live. She opened for me, and she opened for me at the college in Plattsburgh, and then from Plattsburgh, I went back to New York City for a few days for some meetings. And then I went to Kansas City and did a whole weekend at the Kansas City Improv. And I just got back. And I feel crazy. I feel crazy in the brain. Um, but, it you know, it, it's awesome to be able to do that, uh, to be able to travel and, and uh, make strangers laugh. It's it's a weird thing. I feel uh, I feel very fortunate to be able to do this and not have to work a job where there's a boss telling me what to do every goddamn day. You know what? Carl, why don't you shove it up your ass? Okay? I don't care if you think I should hang the hammers up here or if I should put the drywall over there. Obviously, I'm an employee at Home Depot yelling at my manager, Carl. <laughs> uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Sam Roberts. The Sam Roberts After Show on Sirius XM. He's somebody I've known for a few years, and he always supports me and throws me on his show. That was a lot of fun. We talked about buttholes. You know, the butthole uh, crusade continues. I told him about the butthole bleach. I told him that story. Um, shout out to Roland Campos, my boy, Troy Kwan, the chef. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, New York, I, I was in... A deli in New York City and something weird happened I, I I don't know if I believe in psychics or you know supernatural stuff I don't not believe in it things have happened to me in my life where I'm like oh there's something else out there so one day when I was in New York I couldn't stand my hair I just had one of those days I was like I hate my hair my hair is such a piece of shit I can't stand it and I was looking in the mirror. I just couldn't stand my hair. I put it in a bullshit bun. You know when you girls do that when you don't want to do your hair? You just put it in a bullshit bun because you don't want to deal with it. And I went to this deli in New York to get some snacks. And this lady comes up to me and she goes, I love your hair. And I said to her, wow, that's really crazy because I was just doubting it. And she goes, no, it's really great. Who does it? And I told her, you know, I get it done in L.A. And she goes, you haven't felt yourself, have you? And I was like, what, bitch? <laughs> Are you, like, psychoanalyzing me at the New York City deli right now? And by the way, you're 100% correct. <laughs> and she gave me her psychic card. She was a psychic. Isn't that crazy? She came up to me and mentioned my hair. And then was like, yo, you're not feeling yourself. But, you know, this bitch was probably, like, stalking me and, and, and walking behind me for, like, two blocks and saw me fidgeting with myself. And was like, oh, boom, there's my next target. 
I'm gonna let her know what's up. I'm gonna give her a slipper, a card, and the DL, and have her come get a palm read for fifty-seven dollars. Um, but I did get my palm read once. My friend Julie took me on my birthday when I was living in New York City. I did. Li- I, I did live in New York City for ten years. I don't know if you guys know that, but um, I, I was living in New York City. Took me to get to a psychic. It wasn't a palm reading. It was just a regular psychic. And this is when I first started comedy. <clears throat> And the psychics, right when I sat down, she said, you're going to make a living making people laugh. And this is before I had even really gotten into stand-up comedy. I mean, I just started, I I did improv for a few years before that. But she was like, you're going to make a living making people laugh. And I didn't say anything. I just held my composure because I didn't want to give away any, you know, um, nonverbal cues to let this lady know that she was on to something. And then she was telling me about the dude I was dating leading a double life. And the guy at the time I was dating spent half of his time between New York City and Ireland because his kids lived in Ireland. And she's like, you know, it's not going to work out. He's a crazy bastard. And she was right. She was right about the dude I was dating. She was right about my career. So I don't not believe in that shit. But that lady in the deli really threw me off. I was like, bitch, you better check yourself because, you know, You just spoke to my soul a little too clearly. (laughs) And then, so then, you know, you get on this kick where you're like, oh, are are psychics real? Then you start using them to like, as your moral compass for decisions to make in your life. I went to another psychic one time. Just, you know, I was like, "Ah, I'm feeling a little groggy. Let me go see if this girl can shed any light on my life. She had Cheeto dust on her upper lip. She had Cheeto dust and she she was eating Cheetos crunching on the Cheetos telling me about the horrible person I was dating and I was single and I was like bitch you're wrong you're wrong you sunk you're horrible you need to get a different job and you also need to clean the Cheeto dust off your upper lip dumb bitch I mean I believe I, I guess I believe in it I don't not believe in it but that first psychic really blew my brain she was just blew blew it away um yeah Kansas City was awesome thank you for everybody who came out I had a a fun opener. His name is Jim the Hippie. Look him up. He looks like a fucking wizard. He's got crazy, like, Albert Einstein hair and a wonky eye that shoots out to the right. He's just got an an eye that just keeps tabs on whatever's going on in his peripheral. His peripheral is, like, he's got to have, like, a 360-degree peripheral, this dude. His eyes are so wonky. He was so funny. Um, Saturday night after one of our gigs, we both were staying at the same hotel. Not in the same room. In the same hotel, uh, comedy clubs generally put the feature and headliner in the same hotel. And we had a couple glasses of wine. <clears throat> we were talking about the fight, the bullshit fight that was on. And uh, we decided to steal one of the luggage carts. And I pushed him around on a luggage cart throughout the hotel. <laughs> I'm an adult. But I just thought because he looks so much like a wizard. Like, imagine being in your hotel room and hearing all this commotion out in the hallway. And... If you look at that little peephole through the door, all you see is a guy who looks like a wizard going by and the luggage carts have those like gold poles that go up. But if you can't see the whole thing, it just looks like this guy going by holding a gold pole. It looked like a fucking wizard. I probably freaked out everybody in the hotel room. <laughs> everybody in the hotel. Like there's a wizard floating around in the hallway with some crazy blonde bitch behind him. You got to do what, This is what happens. You do stupid shit like that when you're on the road to entertain yourself. Because there's a lot of downtime. Um, but now I'm back home in, in L.A., in Los Angeles. And I have another note on my door from a different neighbor. Um, 
This note says, it's like, what you know, I appreciate the notes, but can we just calm the fuck down with being neighborly? I like to, I, I'm a little bit of a hermit crab. Can we can relax? Can at least send me some food. Stop sending me notes. Give me like a bunt cake. So the note says, hey, it's your neighbor. And once again, welcome. Because I just kind of recently moved here. May I ask a small favor? The front doors are very heavy. And when slammed, they shake our house. Would you please try to remember to close the door when at all possible? Thank you very much. First of all, excuse me, close the door when at all possible. Bitch, I'm going to keep the door shut all the damn time. Not when at all possible. It's going to be shut. And the only reason I'm slamming it is because if I don't slam it, the door's going to stay open for you to come through and sniff my underwear or whatever you're doing. Get these notes from my neighbors. When at all possible, can you close the door? I would, these pe- I would like these people to try and live in New York City and see what it's like to live there. I'd like to see if you can survive in New York City with landlords that don't get exterminators. I told you guys that. And they just squash roaches with their boots. You got to hear people fucking all the time. That's not so bad. Actually, I didn't mind that part. But um, that's just kind of ridiculous to have notes on my door. Enough with the notes. I'm done with the notes. I can't handle it anymore. Leave me a cookie. Leave me a pot brownie. If you're my neighbor, leave me a fucking pot brownie. That's all I want from you. I don't want any of your damn notes. I don't care what you think about my door slamming because I got to hear you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend finger blasting each other all the time. And you know what? I don't make a peep to my neighbors because I know life is loud sometimes, okay? And you get what you pay for. And this rent isn't cheap. But you know what? If the door slams once in a while, be happy that people are alive around you. How about that? That's my note to my neighbor. (laughs) I can't deal with this biatch. Um, I'm excited about my guest this week. He's one of my really great friends, Chris Franjola of Chelsea Handler fame. He was on Chelsea Handler show the whole time. He's the guy with the big teeth that everybody thought was gay. He's one of my great, great friends. And he's still, you know what? He still could be gay. Maybe he is. No, he's not. He's the straightest gay man I know. He, um, or the gayest straight man, whichever way you want to look at it. He's, he, he has a knack for interior design and, um, Broadway musicals. <laughs> he's a really great dude. Um, we've known each other for a long time. He, um, I, I tell we talk about how we met, so I don't want to give that away because it's kind of funny how we met. But, um, Fo- you know, you guys know Fozzie is sick. He's been sick for a while. And I actually was with Chris when I found out Fozzie was sick. We were hanging out in his apartment and, and Fozzie just keeled over. He just passed out. And anybody who has a dog, my dog is five pounds. But to, to see your dog pass out is one thing. To see a five-pound dog pass out can make you reconsider the meaning of life. (laughs) Fozzie passed out and Chris and I were both like, what the fuck? What's happening? And so we took Fozzie to the vet and um, that cost me $600 for some bastard to be like, yeah, he's got gas. I'm like, I don't think it's gas, buddy. This is the thing that drives me nuts. Like when you go get your car fixed, you don't know anything about mechanical stuff unless you do like as it as a girl or a person if you're not skilled in a specialty trade like plumbing or or cars or veterinary stuff you get you can just you get raped up the ass with the cost of those things that you get done with with the cost of bringing your dog to a, a clinic or having your 
car assessed. It's so ridiculous. And there's $600. Yeah, your dog's got gas. I'm like, there's something more going on. And sure enough, a couple weeks later is when Fozzie passed out in the elevator on my way to Chelsea Handler, on, on my way to tape my last episode of Chelsea Handler. That's when I found out that Fozzie was dying slowly and it was going to cost me eight grand a year to keep him alive. True story. <laughs> I, I perform to keep my dog alive. But Chris is just, he's hilarious. He's, he's one of my best friends and um, he's, a, he's a good dude. Good dude with a big heart that he keeps guarded like a lot of stand-up comics. But you know, what are you going to do? A lot of us have emotional problems. Most of us do. Um, Chris and I, we tried to date. We dated a couple years ago and, um, you know, just didn't work out. But we're still great friends. I, I uh, consider him one of my closest comedy friends. And I hope you enjoy the interview with Christopher Frangiola, my future ex-husband. Well, no, just just my future friend. Maybe even not. Maybe not my future friend. Who knows? What's going to happen tomorrow? Maybe he'll move in next to me and leave me a fucking note on my door that pisses me off. Enjoy the enjoy the interview. You feel like it never ends? I don't know. I, 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 my feeling on podcasts is I don't feel there's any structure to them and I feel like there should be. Well, I mean, I don't really have much structure to this other than kind of having an idea of uh, one topic. Like, I like to talk about something serious. What's today's topic? We're, I'm not going to tell you. Oh. We're going to have to uh, roll into it. Okay. <laughs> don't make like rape or something. It's not that I can no! get in trouble for. Like, oh, I love rape. Rape is hilarious, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to be this episode. Okay, thank well, you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you the rape. Is this, are we on right now? Maybe. See, that's not cool. Because <laughs> now I just I ended my career. Um, we're we're on your patio in beautiful Studio City. Studio City, California. Really I really nice love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I really do. You have a knack Recently, for design. Re- I I think I do. I I think you could really be an interior designer. I just steal my ideas from like Pinterest and like the catalogs, like um, Crate and Barrel and stuff. Most straight men don't say that. I know, but I don't feel. See, here's my. I don't feel my place looks gay, but like, it what doesn't. are my alternative? Like, I'm supposed to have a Derek Jeter poster on the wall. <laughs> People always say that when I walk in. They're like, this is gay. I'm like, why? Because it's, Cause not it's gay. nice. It's not, see, I wouldn't walk in if I walked. Well, I mean, if I walked in, when I walk into your apartment. It doesn't look gay to me. That, that well, I worked very hard to not. <laughs> I, there's a few things that were a little gay. I mean, I have a sign above my toilet that says "flush." That like yeah, it's like, is, I was like, "What does that mean?" And then I've got it. I was like, "Oh, flush, flush the, the toilet." Yeah, it had three other things. It said, <laughs> "brush, floss, wash, flush," or something. I mean, that's too much. I know it looked ridiculous. That's like a high, that's like a yeah. It was preschool. like it was like for a little kid's bathroom. <laughs> So I just took the flush and thought that was good. I mean, I could peel it off. No, it looks like you're a stylish person. I like to think so. I don't know. See, here's my feeling on. Oh, you really on? Well, yeah, just keep going. Okay. Don't be shy. Talk about uh, about your inner interior designer. Well, I feel like I have one, you know, and I don't think there's anything, uh, you know, but like, uh, yeah, it's not a gay thing. It's just I like nice shit. Do you find, do you think... You can pick up girls because of how you dress. Do you think like girls, yes, I mean, besides you being from TV? Well, I think because I'm older and I think if I, if I, you know, my jeans stay slim, <laughs> I can knock off 10 years, you from know, with just a slim jean. A slim jean With the right jean, years? with the right jean. I believe jeans, I, uh, I, jeans are like uh, phones, like your phone, but people don't realize that. Like the one th- from three years ago is no longer good. Same with jeans. They, they, 
it's a, it is, it's a it's, very small variation, it is. but it's definitely a variation. I will say, if a guy has ill-fitting jeans, I won't talk to him. Totally, it, it is. It is a. It, it is. It is indicative of other things in your life. It really is. If you have sloppy jeans, it means I all think you work at a gas bad. station. But like, I I feel when I see like sloppy jeans, I, I'm like it. That means sloppy house. That yep. means like big bush. Well, I'm, 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 I'm serious. Yeah, it, I think it all it's all connected. Kids from three different yeah, all fathers, connected, all connected. It all links to something mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah, I believe that. That's just my opinion. Um, we have Carlin here. My yeah, aunt. your dog. You, you're love. so good with dogs, but you you don't want one because you're on the road too much. Yeah, I'm on the road. I mean, I go past those you know those adoption things on the street. They have like here in Studio City, have quite a few of them. They just have the dogs like, um, and I would take every I would take every one. I really would. Yeah, you're very nurturing. I've gotten more nurturing as I got older. You have like I feel like since I've known you, you've gotten more. Uh, you got, like you're you're sweeter or something. I think it's just <laughs> well, I think it's humbled. You know, just been beaten down. Hum- blessed. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, just been beaten down by society, <laughs> by life. And you know, I think it, that's it's nothing. I, w- I wish I could like th- say that I've become like you know I had an epiphany and became a better person. It's not. I've just been beaten down. By you've been life. Be- you've been beaten down by yeah. the industry, right? By the industry, by everything, you know. And it's just like by by just by <laughs> everything. You are really you were always good with Fozzie Bear though. Yeah, no, I like I like Fozzie dogs. Likes you. I like dogs. Um, I like I like kids. I like dogs. I like all of it. But I don't have any, so maybe that's why I like it. Like if I was one of those people who just had dogs and kids, and I was like, you know, who knows? I don't know. I can't picture you with a kid. I don't know. I'm good with my nephews and stuff. Like, uh, but I, <laughs> like, I don't. Maybe my patience is going. Like, I was helping my nephew with his homework. And you he, were? Yeah. And he, you know, and he's he's a little kid. He's five, so he's doing the letters, and some of them look really sloppy. And I'm like, God, that's not an S, you know. But my brother's like, you gotta <laughs> let them kind of work it out themselves. Is that the same thing you do with your fans? I tried because they're so young. Yeah, yeah. God, not anymore, <laughs> man. What was I just playing? And I was like, "Oh, God, I love the older crowd. I really do." When I, know, I see the older great. crowd. I'm like, "Oh, thank God, they're here." It is pretty great to yeah. have an older crowd because it's like I feel like they've calmed down too. They're not so right, up- and they're like going to sit and listen, and yeah. they're not going to get on their phone, and right. their attention spans aren't shot yet. Um, you know, I mean, I should talk. My attention span shot too, but. I think they all are now because of like everything. So everything sitting, is so is asking insane. people to sit for an hour and a half in a comedy show is getting so hard. These it really days. is getting hard, and I can't stand when there people are on their phone unless you're a parent. You see it from the stage. Yeah, the, like, it, the blue light yeah. lights up their face. Right. I know, and I be- see. I, I, I this is like the, I've talked about this on other podcasts, and it makes me sound terrible because I like the guys who feature for me and open for me. They're always great guys, um, but I feel like I go on too long. I'm like as the headliner. You there doesn't need to be a forty minute show before I come on stage. There doesn't need to be a forty no. minute show. No, like I'm before I even get on. You no. too. You're a headliner. Yeah, like yeah. before you even get on stage, it's forty minutes. It's a lot. Like that's too much time. And then they drop the checks in the middle right, of your set. Right, the middle of my set. Like I'm the only one who's screwed by you guys doing yep. a forty minute chunk before I get on stage. And some guys do even more. Some sometimes it's a fifty minute. Yep. Before I get on stage. And then you there's know. musical breaks. You ever musical have the ones that break, do musical breaks? Yeah, and there's all sorts of <laughs> shit. And I'm just like, man, I it's we're second show. It's a it's like. To midnight, and I'm not even on stage yet. You know what I mean? Like, and they're tired and, these people and drunk. Are tired. Yeah. Right, so it doesn't affect those guys. It only affects me. And then we're like, oh, we got a guest set tonight. I'm like, you f- no, you fucking don't. There's no guest set tonight. There's no way I'm going on at 1240. They should have the guest set while they drop the checks. Yeah, I'll be back. yeah they, exactly. There's yeah, a guest do, let set. this guy do it. I don't know. It's just, I've, I've been having problems with that lately because of like, um, you know, certain certain markets are better than others for like having patience and listening and watching, but certain certain markets are just animals and they're you know they're they're jumping out of their seats. Yeah. You know, or, I mean, you probably even got it worse than I do because you your your fan they're base so is younger. They're so young. They're yeah. so young, and it's like 
I, and one on one hand, I understand a lot of a lot of the girls that come out and, and guys. It's right. their first time seeing a comedy show. Most that's the way Chelsea. We kind of. We had that too, you know. It was like I've never seen a comedy show before, and the good thing is they like it, so maybe they'll come back for other people, which I always like. I'm like, good, keep coming, you know. Yeah. Whether it be for me or anybody, you know, it's it's usually a pretty good time. I mean, most of the guys who are headliners are in girls who deservedly so, you know. So anyway. Do you um. You still banging girls on the road? You know, <laughs> not as much as I would. Uh, Wait, yes, I mean, you know. Do you remember how you met me? Yes, I do. Well, I remember you, vividly. How how did you meet me? I met you at a uh, downtown New York. I mean, initially we started talking on yeah, let's, Facebook let's, or Twitter. How was did it, you, was it, it might have been MySpace. We started talking? Well, MySpace, I, I'm, listen, we're not that old. No, but MySpace wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You need to go back to how did you meet me? It wasn't I, in a bar. No, I know, I know. I wrote you on Facebook <laughs> or something, but you were a comedian. You wrote me on Facebook. But I forget where I initially saw your picture on, on I saw your picture on something. Yeah. Like and were doing you like, stand-up. What did you think? Were you like, oh, she's cute? I think so, which is, you know, <laughs> I think so, of course. <laughs> well, well, the but here's the thing. Be, she's, she's a whore? No, I, at the time, I was, like, Chelsea Lately was at its height. You and it, I was, it was. And I was working it for all it was worth. <laughs> So I, I, I figured, honesty. no, I, I mean, I was like, I'll, I could just bang every, anybody I want. I'm Chris Frangelo from Chelsea Lilly. That was, <laughs> was really, that, that but that's kind of, that was kind of was my, my mindset. Um, so did. I was like, ro- I was using it. Like I would go on and see like a girl like you doing stand up. I was like, oh, I'll write Jesse Mae Peluso and say, obviously, you know who I am. Oh, that was, I did. I know you did. But, but that was the best th- part. That's the, that's the thought process that I'm going through when I write these things. So I'm like, so th- she'll be, won't she be thrilled by getting an email from the big star? So you percent? think yeah. that, and I respond going, who are you? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So anyway. I've never met you before. I don't know who you are. Yeah. But anyway, so that was, and then we met, but I, but I forget the initial picture. We met at you, the bar that used to be open, the club, yes, the comedy it's club comics. in, in C-O-M-I-X, comics. C-O-M-I-X. Yes, on on Fourteenth Street. Yes, and uh, in the winter time, you were there, uh, probably doing shows or visiting your family. I was home for the holidays, I think, and uh, Ronkonkoma, Long Island. I know, but I stayed in New York. I used to, I still stay in New York City when I'm there. I, I don't stay in Ronkonkoma, but that's where I'm from. That is my hometown. Uh, yeah, but I, and then I went down, and and you were performing, or you weren't. Perform- we were just hanging out. I was either hanging out, you know. We just went to hang out because I I think it was the first time I had been to that club. Yes, and I know I remember Joe Devito was at the bar. Joe Devito and who, Susan Alexander was she there as yes, well? Yes, she was. Yeah, Joe Devito and somebody else who I kind of like now was there, but we didn't really talk. I, I mean, I, we kind of know each other. Yeah, better the, I remember there being another comedian there. Yeah, and everyone was just kind of on your dick because you were on Chelsea. That's lately. right, and that was the thing. So I was I was king of the world. That's what five six years ago. I mean, what was it? That's like six years yeah. ago. So that's when we were. At, I mean, we were we were. The big shots of the world. Was that the same time? Remember now we went out to the Mean Riddler? Or Fid- Th- that was the same night. The Angry Fiddler? Yeah. So, I mean, it's That's a, right. See, I, I feel night. more should be made of this story. I really do. It's an amazing story. <laughs> it really is an amazing it's story. It's an amazing comedy story, first of all. <laughs> it is. Just the fact that we're two comedians. And I was with a friend of mine, Eric. Yes. Who, uh, actually, who runs Sennheiser. That's it. Oh, he, Eric yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah. Eric, mm-hmm. thank you for the microphones, yeah, Eric. He's a Sennheiser Eric Mayer. Uh, that's, that's right. So you know funny. Eric. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, uh, he, I forget. I we split up or something. I don't know. This sounds like I'm I'm, I'm losing my mind. But and then in the uh, night we split up. I think so because no. then you met us again. That's right. I hung out. I went. I think I went. Yeah. I maybe you had, had a, a double. You I had, had a show to do or something. I probably pulled a double header. I'm going to meet you and somebody else, and then, then maybe Perhaps. that didn't work yeah, out, yeah. and it came back to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I did have a show. Didn't work out with Danny Siegel. So. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, that's Thank a you. blast. Thank you very much. From the, 
okay, he's Susan here. Weinhart. He's, he's, he's in L.A. You remember Susan Weinhart? Yeah, they're, they're dating now. Oh, my I, God. I we have to go into that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I went and had a show. And this is the first night we physically met. I went and did a show, and then I came back and I met you at some bullshit bar. You were wearing like white, not not like white, like gray, um, like acid wash, like Puerto Rican girl jeans. Yeah, with my Puerto Rican yeah, booty. Yeah, Puerto Rican booty. And you <laughs> came out of the room, you know, and you were fine, like live wire, young, new to the game. You know, oh, 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 yapping all us. You know, uh, yapping away. Yeah, bitten me. You know, here's an idea for a joke. I'm like, oh god. I bit. Go. I bit you. You did a little bit. You were young. You were still oh, new to the business god. at that point. You bitten me. You give me bits and stuff. Yeah. Given the given the new jokes. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you you know you know how you wrap them around like something else. You make it sound like you're not doing it as a bit. Yeah, but as far as wouldn't it be funny if they why do they always bring nachos this way? I'm like, all right, I get how this. I did not do a nacho joke. You didn't, but I'm using that. We bit each other all the time, by the way. Now. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't do it as a bit. No, Sometimes I'll say just, things that I'm bit, like, oh, maybe that yeah. would work as a bit. It's di- it's different. It's evolved. I think everybody kind of does that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, you're comedians. You I'm do. not a good guy. Like, I'm not a sit down writer. Like, uh, are you? Are you a sit down writer? I only transcribe what I do on stage. See, I don't do that. I've, I've never written a, a, a pen to paper a joke in my life. Ever. See, you're, I think you're you're pretty smart. Well, I don't know if that's smart or just uh, or stupid. No, like, I, think I know it is smart there are certain comics who work. Rickles doesn't write anything down. I know a lot of guys who don't. I think you're able to retain what you do. Jay says he doesn't write. Leno doesn't write anything down. No. Um, but then some guys have to write word for word. For, for yeah, Bayham. they have to get very like specific yeah. about it. Yeah. I I'm not like that, but I definitely there's a writing process that I that I do, but it's a, it's a very loose. But you can't sit down in an afternoon at a kitchen, no. kitchen table and go, I'm going to start writing a joke. No, now. I can. There's the joke has to already. It has to have been delivered in an organic moment. Right. And then from there, I write, I fix it. Yeah. I, so you're on stage and you kind of work on it. I write on stage, yeah. yeah. me too. That's yeah. the way I kind of do it. Um, but wait, let's get back to the night we met. Back because, to the night we met. Because it's not done yet. So you come walking out. I'm sitting at the bar outside of, uh, I guess it's a comedy club where, uh, for those, um, I guess I feel like I'm talking to an audience. So uh, <laughs> there, there is, you know, like a room and then there's a bar outside. That's one of those clubs, which yeah. I like. I like clubs I like, do like that. I like those. have a bar that you can hang out at without going into the Lounge. comedy room. Yeah. And that's, this one had that. I actually really enjoyed that club. I'm surprised it closed. I uh, thought you were gay. Remember? You're line, baby. No. <laughs> you remember that? You really? Yeah. I, I think I put on like manly shit. I was putting on my manly. You had a red flannel shirt. And your in your brown and boots. I mean, you always looked really good. I put on my manly that night too. I didn't think you were gay because of how you because I just dressed. come from like a Broadway musical or yeah, something. Yeah, you I really, just came from. I think from I did. Kinky boots. <laughs> I your favorite. Robbie did. I was like, oh my god, it was wonderful. The second <laughs> act really popped. No, that's right. I remember, and Susan Alexander was like, "He's definitely gay." We both thought you were gay. It was that was. I weirdly am into like gay things, but I I couldn't I, like I'm like not to say anything. I mean, I like, but I'm I'm a huge like musical theater fan and stuff. But I think that's just from growing up in New York. Yeah, I, in New York is it just makes you open to things. But yeah. I remember that night being like, I don't know if this is kind of like a datey thing. If he wants to like hang out, hang out with me, or if he just wants to be my gay best friend. But I let's had get no to the, let's get to where I proved that I certainly wasn't gay, <laughs> and even more than more than that, I'm fucking as hard ass. So we. Anyway, I've somehow we split up after we the comedy club. We split up after the comedy club, I and believe. then I met you at a different bar. Then you met us bar. further up a place, a place called Mercury Bar, Mercury on Ninth Avenue. Yes, uh, which I used to live in that neighborhood, Forty Seventh and Ninth, and uh, it was a place called Mercury Bar. Still there. Yes, good, good spot. We've gone there since. Yes, I we think have. I met you. Anyway, you meet us. I'm now with Eric, who's met us. 
Then we go to a place called Mean Fiddler, which is still there. It's, and my brother Matt calls it a bucket of blood, and it really it is. It really is a bucket of the mean <laughs> yes. fiddler. Yes, mean fiddler. I Jen, Kirk, Jen Kirkman says, next time go to a place called the Nice Fiddler. Uh, <laughs> that was Carlin sneezing. Carlin's puking. hacking up a lung. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we, we're in the Mean Fiddler. Uh, which is on, I've, uh, what is that? On it's 40, on like 46, 46, yeah, 46. In between 8th and 9th. Yeah, exactly. It's tucked uh, away in all those Broadway bars. Yes, right, right, right. And it's it used to, it was hot there for a minute, and now it's like a real dump. Anyway, I'm in there with Jesse May, my friend Eric, and a guy <laughs> approaches me, a drunken Irishman, and he's like being friendly but like aggressive. He was, he was very, he came up to you kind of like the way a dog does when he wants to dominate another yeah, dog. Yeah, right. And, in and, your and, face. And then he was getting, I think he was like into you, so he was going to use me to get to you. Yeah, it was weird. But then weird. he was going to prove, and he was a big dude. It and was almost like the musical um, with the Jets and yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, West Side Story. West Side, yeah, West Side it was, Story. So it was a West Side Story. Yeah. I right. just wanted to get down on your level. Yeah, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. So West Side Story, and when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way from your first, first cigarette, cigarette to your, your last dying, dying day. day. When you're a Jet, you better do what you can. You got brothers around. You're a family man. Well, you know the words. You're never you alone. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Hopefully we don't have to pay for that. No, you don't, the <laughs> no. podcast, you can I mean, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I can, you know, I, yeah. I'm already sued by Miss America Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're getting sued left and right. Yeah, so we're fine. fine. <laughs> Add another, throw another lawsuit <laughs> on the fire. Throw another lawsuit on the fire. I'll be fine. Perfect. So he comes up to you with a... And, he, and, and, then, and then it was one of those things that I hate, and, and it really is like a New York. I, it's, an, it's an East Coast thing that I don't see anywhere else. It really is. Uh, it, it's it's the arm around the neck, like, bro, oh. but then the pressure starts. Yes. To, the pressure. It, it, it's like, a, yo, bro, like, what's up? Like, we should get five shots or whatever. It's very aggressive, and it aggressive. happens often. And, it's, and they're doing it aggressively. Like, yes. they're trying to be aggressive. So... I don't. Know, I had some drinks at that point. Like I said, at this, I was on top of the world in life at that point. I felt I, I was invincible. Oh, well, people recognized I you. I was a television star. I was blah 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 blah. On the blah, road. Blah, blah. Yes. So Where I was. Where I am now, you were yeah. there. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> I was. I was like excited about my whole. Uh, and he ripped my sweat, like my shirt, a little no. bit. No. He. This. He you like remember- grabbed my neck of my shirt. Wait, you're you're missing a key point in the story. You sat down with two girls. And this guy. Yeah. At the booth. Yeah. The girls recognized you from Chelsea lately and right. they wanted a picture with you. And they were like, oh my God. They, remember they came up to you like, are you that guy from Chelsea lately? Yeah. You're Chris Vangiola. You could do a photo. The guy was sitting at the booth. Afterwards, he comes up to you and does this this machismo thing. And where are you at this point? I'm, I'm, you're at Eric the bar. Eric and I yeah, are shivering at the bar. Yes, that's right. That's right. We're, we're like, let's, yeah. Eric was on guard, but I was like, let's just see what Eric, happens. What's Eric going to do? Yeah, I know. Eric is just going <laughs> to crap his yeah, pants with right. me. Um, so then the guy comes up after because I think he was jealous about the girls he was with being intrigued by you. Right. And then he asked me if I was an anchor man. I asked remember you that. if you were an anchor Yeah. Man, he goes, what's your deal? You're an anchor man? And he was like angry about it. <laughs> and I was like, God, I wish I was an anchor man. But. He said, this is what I remember. You tell me your side of the story afterwards, because I'm only looking at what happening, what's happening. I didn't hear what was happening. Right. So I see him in your ear uh-huh. and your face changes. Because he, he, he had kind of like gradually like grabbed the collar of my shirt. Hadn't ripped yet. And, but like tiny, it was like a tiny tear. Yes. And, and he said something into your ear. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what he said, but your face changed to, it looked like. What I would imagine Manson's face looks like when he kills people. Yeah. Pure elation. I do have that weird, um, like, it's it's happened very few times in my life, but there is a a switch that's tripped sometimes. And I've, I didn't know you then, but now knowing you now, I've never seen that face on you since. Yeah, it's rare. Because you're an even keeled dude. 
I had it in Chicago recently. Uh, <laughs> a guy had come up and thrown it. I was talking to a girl at the bar, and he came up and threw up a $5 bill in her face. <gasps> and he said, she was standing by the jukebox, and he goes, play something. And throws Holy the $5 bill in her shit. face. And then walks away. And I just like snapped. And I went up to him. I'm like, what the fuck did you just? And he backed down, thankfully. Because wow. he was like a giant with like neck tattoos and shit. You went up to a dude with neck tattoos yeah, and I was, it was like, what bad. the fuck are you, did, were you scared a little bit? I was, I was, because he wasn't backing down initially. But that's like, why, it's all about, it's all about committing to your energy. I will say this, it's all about the legs. <laughs> you have to size up the legs. If it's the true. legs are thin, like mine are, they go down, they're going down real easily. No matter how big the t- upper portion of your body is, they're going down. Yeah. If they have a large mid, like thigh, hip like section, a, like, a, like a meaty you're quad, de- you're fucking if dead. If there's a meaty yeah, quad, exactly. you're done. Exactly. You're fucking they're, dead. They're, they're balanced. Like they're, yeah. They have like a center of gravity thing that's not fucking going down. <laughs> if they have gumby legs. It's like it's like it's, like it's like your dog. Like you could tell that dog could fucking if it wants to, will just eat your face <laughs> off. And those people are like that. So that switch happens in your face, and then that's the what, next thing that happens is you smile. You turn away from him. I go to talk to you. You go to talk I, to me, and now it's festering in my head. Yes. What he said, I forgot what it was, but he said something. Um, and he rips your sweater. Right. Very it, little, but it was enough because I'd just gotten it. Yeah, it was your. It was a baby blue cashmere it was, hoodie. It was actually gray. It was gray. Yeah, oh, it looked baby Republic. blue in those fluorescent yeah, yeah. lights and the mean I know. fiddler. It was actually gray. He ripped it and you punched him in his face. I thought about it for a second. I went to talk to you and then it festered in my head <laughs> and then I just turned around, walked up to him and just punched you him in the face. Cold then it became Glockton. a full on fight where we were falling like into table. We fell you into fell like into a, a ping pong table. Into, no, it was beer pong. Oh, it was beer we pong. The beer pong table. <laughs> It was like going like insane. It was all over. All over. Like we were going from, you know, just a full on fist fight. The bouncers were on your side. Yeah. Because well, they were fans of Chelsea Lately. And the DJ was on my the side. The DJ was, still was on your a, side? Still like a, fr- I actually DJ. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, full on fist fight. Shirts are being torn and, and off. And the my whole shirt bar was com- focused on the fight. Yes. My shirt. Well, it was, it was a, it was a fight, yep. which bars do, you know. And then he. People are horrible, especially in New York. <laughs> they just, they don't break it up. They just they, go. They watch. Let it fuck. Let's watch these people kill each yeah. other. So that's what they did. They let each other kill each other. And then we just fought and fought and fought. They finally, bouncers came, pulled us off of each other. Uh, he ripped your, he had, at that my point. My shirt was like ripped off. You looked gone. like you were, you looked like a Kelvin Klein model because your shirt was just ripped off. Thankfully, your at chest. that point, my body was gorgeous. So uh, <laughs> You're it was, gorgeous. yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. But uh, yeah, and my shirt was ripped off. And then, then you happens. ran out. <laughs> I turned to find out where you were because I'm like, oh, that was embarrassing. Like the girl I just met, I got to a fist fight. <laughs> the first night, and I you were already you. like in a cab on your way home. <laughs> what? Like mid fight. I no, I I watched most of the fight. Yeah, I, I made a wager with the bartender who would win. <laughs> I put money down at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so that was a. I mean, I couldn't believe. I was like, "Wow, she fucking ran!" I I was on the impression like some girls would be like, "That's the hottest shit I've ever seen in my life." Like, I was he just, just so. Confused because I was like, "Here's this, this queer guy. just got into a this fist queer fight. looks me up on the <laughs> internet to hang out and go get coffee." Right? Yeah. And uh, and then he's in a fist fight with the mean fiddler. Right. Yeah. And I your know. friend didn't jump. Eric. No, didn't Eric jump ran in. out too. I mean, he kind of ran. Sh- they kicked it was that all guy very out because he was like a drunken. He was a full on guy straight off the boat from Ireland. Oh, he was horrible. Yeah. And he, they kick him out. They let me stay, and now I'm like a hero. Yeah, and I didn't, they st- I didn't, I wasn't and there. they start pouring Jameson like going like it's going out of style. Like this guy, the fucking guy from Chelsea lately, just p- punched the guy. So they're Jameson. Now I'm 
It's five o'clock in the morning, and I am I can't even stand up. You were texting me. Do you remember? Yeah, I. I Do you remember I, what you texted me at five o'clock in the morning? I forgot. I was, you said, "Where did you go? I'm so sorry. That's not me." <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I do. You know what? Now I remember me. that. Now I and then I was staying at a hotel not far from there, and I started walking. I went to McDonald's in Times Square, which oh, God. with a torn That's off, right. with my shirt was torn <gasps> off. That's right. My face was beat up. The woman was like, "Look at this heroin addict!" Like trying to get. They. I order a bunch of food. She after I order the food, she tells me that we don't take uh, check card. Like my, had my you didn't have cash. Didn't have cash. No oh, cash. God. And I'm I'm here, beat up, ripped off shirt, and no cash. And the you know it's like some black girl who's not not exactly patient. Excuse me, no 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 check uh, car, no car, no car. <laughs> Finally, the fucking girl behind me like recognize uh, in the line from McDonald's like recognizes me, oh and winds up paying for my food. I to oh this day she's probably God. saying uh, that guy must be some heroin addict. Like you know that uh, you that, you went in with your torn hoodie, torn hoodie, your beat chest up face, was out. beat up face, and I went and I went back to my hotel. I, I God, I used to have pictures of it. Of and your, then I of went your torn of that of night? my torn hoodie and my face Damn, all beat I up. I wish you still had photos of that. I don't know where those went. Yeah, and it must have. Anyway. And then we can, but we continued to we continued our um, right our flirtation. Then you realize who I was, and you were like, "Oh, let me hitch my way." I'm still not this. sure who you are. <laughs> you and everyone else. <laughs> so I can welcome to Hollywood. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Uh. Anyway, so that was that was the initial meeting. That was uh, how we initially met. Yeah, a, a fist fight in New York City. Joe Coy tells a great story. A couple of years later, Joe Coy is walking down the street. Uh, he's performing in New York. He's walking down the street past me and Fiddler, and the bouncer says, "Hey, come on in here. All you, all the Chelsea Lately guys like to get in fights here." <laughs> and Coy went in. He's like, the DJ told him the whole story. Like, he, oh so my god, Coy like calls me. He's like, I can't believe a cr- you got into a fist fight in this place at the Mean Fiddler. The mean and didn't, fiddler. They, didn't the bouncer tell you that he had your back because he had the security footage? Yes, they were going. They were actually going to send it to Chelsea Lately, but somehow we never got it. Like Chelsea was like dying to get it. I would love to see it. Uh, anyway, cut to cut to this this St. Patrick's Day. I'm in New York City. Uh, I go to a place called God, uh, Johnny Utah's. Johnny, I used to, uh, oh, I used to work for the owner of Johnny Utah's. Oh, really? With the with the, bo- the bull, yeah, the bull, the bull. I got roofied there one night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I love you. Didn't get you got you had ten thousand drinks. I didn't. I had two drinks. Chris. That's what I, I swear to God, two drinks. Back when I knew you, you never had two drinks. <laughs> never. Uh, what? Yeah, two drinks before noon. Right. Yeah. Back in those days, those are the, those, those oh, remember days. those Jesse May days? Oh my Yo, god, I was a, wow. I was a lush tequila and shit like oh, hardcore I, I shit. I still drink tequila. Syracuse, like that was the Syracuse. Syracuse. Your Syracuse was showing. Syracuse. Your Syracuse was showing hard back then. <laughs> yeah, that's, I remember that. Oh, wow. My skin is cleared up and the Syracuse is hidden. The Syracuse is kind of hidden a little bit. Sometimes I, I see it pop out. Did you do? Mm-hmm. When? When is that? When do you see Syracuse? From time to time. From time. So like the accent comes out. The you know, I've seen. I see it come out. <laughs> The acid wash. Yeah, right, jeans. right. That leopard skin fucking uh, uh, chair that you have in your house. <gasps> my, my shoe chair. I got rid of it because thank of God. you. Thank God. Thank God. Well, you know, not because of me. No, because, because of style of you. And, 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 uh, and everything. You made me get rid of my leopard print high heel shoe chair. How yeah. do you feel about yourself? I feel great. Nate Burkus. Yeah. I hope some cr- crack hooker got it and brought <laughs> it Someone's out probably of the fucking dumpster. on it right yeah, now. I'm I hope jealous. So. I hope so. Wait, so what happened? You were saying. Anyway, so I. Uh, Apparently that was the, the place to go in uh, this St. Patrick's Day. Everybody was telling us like, and it was, it was crazy. And That's it was, right. You were you yeah, were in New York. I had to, in between shows. I had a couple of days, so I went to sit, f- hang out with my brother, and we went to uh, that place, and it was really fun. It was a really good spot. Anyway, the bartender goes, "Oh my god, he was he turned out he was the DJ at Man Mean Shut Fiddler." Shut up. Night. And he's like, "Oh, this is so crazy," and he tells me the whole story. <laughs> 
And I was like, that is crazy. That's what are, yeah. what are the chances? So we got another picture. In? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Did anyway, they still have the bowl going? Did you get on the they bowl? They had the bowl going. It was so packed that day. Uh, you know, just people, pa- you know how St. Patrick's Day is in New York City. Just people passing out. It's, it's, it's St. Patrick's Day in New York City. It's, it's almost an, a religious event. It was really fun. We started drinking at like 11 in the morning. My brother had like seats at St. Patrick's Cathedral to watch the, uh, the parade and everything. So That's that was, cool. Yeah, it was great. You know, he's like, my brother's like hooked up in New York City. So we had a great, but then next thing you know, I mean, we were drinking all day. I walked out of um, that place, Johnny Utah's, and it was still light out. And we we were just gone. So was it four, five o'clock in five, the morning? Five, no, like six in the evening. But we had been drinking oh, at that shit. point <laughs> for from eleven. So from 11 oh like, my yeah. god! So yeah, it was wild. We had a good time. I had a uh, St. Patrick's Day one time in New York. I went out at ten a.m. at um, this place. I forget what the hell it was called, but it was just some Irish bar. And some guy was in there with his toddler, uh-huh. like a three-year-old, just yeah. him and his baby. And he handed me his kid because he had to go to the bathroom. He was gone for like an hour and a half. Oh really? He was flirting with all the yeah. girls in the bar. And That's I had videos great. with this kid. I gave him oh, some of Jesus. my Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> great. New York City is insane for St. Patrick's Yeah, it's Day. a good... I mean, you know, so every city is, man. I've been to a couple... I've been in some cities where it's just like, it's crazy. What are your favorite cities that you've traveled to? You know, I have to say, like, I like the ones that, are, that you wouldn't think. Like, I mean... Uh, as you know, everybody comes up to you and apologizes for that city, weirdly enough. They're all I know. like, they're like, sorry about it. I'm like, it's fucking, it's nice. These yeah. cities are nice. Like Tacoma, Washington, I was just in. Tacoma's kind of really nice. And I know maybe if you get off the beaten path, it's not that great. But I mean, I was just in, I left Baltimore just before all that shit went Holy down. Holy shit. I was in Baltimore. The day, like, the, I got out, like, the next day, all that shit went down. And it Can was. Can you the, imagine if you were there? You wouldn't have been able worst. to get out. No, I, I, it was an all black club I was playing. I was the only white, I'm the only white guy who plays it. It was you said bl- you, you love that club. Uh, no? Anymore. Oh, that's not the one? No, well, they moved. It, oh, okay. it used to be in a different location. Now they moved. Um, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Anyway, so, yeah. But I got out of there just in time. Not. It's a nice city, you know? Do you snag honeys in each town? No, no, not so much anymore. You know, I used to. You always say you're out of that life. I am. A little bit. I'll say this. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes I have like people back in my hotel room, right? But I won't necessarily do anything. Is that weird? I mean, it's weird, I guess, because whoever's in your hotel room obviously wants to do something with you. Do you think that's true, though? Yes. That's like a very rapey vibe, though. That's <laughs> that's like that. Like that's what I, I don't feel that way. How is that a rapey vibe? Because if I were to say that, like obviously the girl came up to the room, she wanted it. I don't feel that's necessarily the case. Well. But I don't, I don't give off that vibe. You don't like, give I'm off that vibe. I'm not an aggressive kind of guy. So when girls come up to my room, they're like, oh, we might just have a dance-off with this well, How many girls are coming? Are you doing like three at a time? Is I, it like... Depending on what city I'm in. Is it like I mean, a there photo are times booth? Where I've, had, I've had like several up there, like a party, you know? And then what happens? No one ever fools around? It depends. Some, What's you the know? Cra- what is one of the times when you're in your room, Christopher Vangiola, mm-hmm. in the past, however long you've been on the road since Chelsea Lately, and you, now you're off Chelsea Lately, but you're still touring as a comedian. Right. So all those years, accumulatively, accumulatively what is the craziest night you've had where you are in your hotel room, whatever the situation uh-huh. is, in your mind, you're like, I can't believe uh, this is happening right now. Oh, God. I, I know mean, one story in particular, but I want to hear your opinion. I mean, I've had, cr- wait, don't tell that story. Are you talking about in Arizona with that girl? The, w- with the sheets? Yeah. Everywhere? Yeah. Come on. No, you can't? we can't tell that story. Why? You don't know her anymore. 
No, I don't know her, but that's a great. Actually, I do know her. Well, well then she should be. I wouldn't say her, I wouldn't say her name. You just say her name. But it makes me look like a horrible person. But you're not a horrible person. You're you're a human being, and things happen. Yeah, true. Tell me what you th- besides that story that I'm going to make you tell. I've had I've had like crazy. Cr- See, that's uh, ultimately when this is all said and done, and it could probably be next week. So uh, <laughs> it is next week. That's yeah, why we're right, doing this podcast. Right. Um, and. I mean, I have to say, God, I've had some fun. Like, I think that's the ultimate goal in life is to say, shit, it was fun. Yeah. When I, when, you know, like I make a living as do you as a comedian. It's crazy. Very, 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 very few of us who can do that. There's like, we're like, it's for where at the level that we're at, it's like 3%. Of comedians. Well, the weird thing was, I mean, it's literally all my dreams have come true. I remember saying as a kid, I want to make a living in comedy. I didn't really know how. Yeah. I was like, I don't know whether how you do it, but I want to make a living in comedy. I said this at seven years old. Wow. So, like, I make a living, and a good one, yeah. in comedy. So, um, yeah, and I've had a wild time. Like, being a comedian on the road, and, for, and, not, and, to, and, and, and not to pat myself on the back, but I'm a relatively handsome guy. I was guy just going to say and that. And all that, so... You're a uh, guy. It's 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 that same mentality where where people go. How does Mick Jagger pull these girls? How do you know? How did Wood? How does Woody Allen get? Right. What? It's it's women like men who are in the limelight, and right. when they're funny, that's a sign of intelligence, and women are attracted to that. I believe this. I believe it's just a better story. Say I go to a city that's you know that doesn't have like celebrities in it, like New York or L.A. Yeah. or any of these cities. Like some, you know, there's there's a diamond there where a diamond doesn't here in L.A. But Say I'm in Columbus, Ohio, just your relative, you know, just speaking of a place. Uh, Which I just was. Me too. It's a great, I love great that place. Club. Yeah, funny bone, great place, nice people. Anyway, uh, those girls, better story. Better story fucking me than it is fucking the UPS guy who they yeah. would normally fuck on a side at yes. Saturday night. The guy who went to high school with them, they've seen him at the bar every night. Yeah. I come walking in, they're like, oh, I can fuck Chris Frangiola from Chelsea Lately or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or the, or the UPS or the Sons guy? of Anarchy After Show. I've done many <laughs> things. Anyway, so, um, you know, that, I think it's a better story for them. Like, r- next day, you're driving around with your friends. Girl goes, oh, I went home with the guy from, uh, you know, who works at Target. I'm like, oh, great. You know who I went home with? <laughs> Boom. That girl wins. <laughs> Chris Frangiola. So, yeah, but it's a better story. Like, there could it be. It is a better it story. It could be a better story. It could be, you know, Dane Cook or whoever, you know. That, I should, don't know. Be your, that should be your memoir title. I'm the better story. I am the better story in most cases. Well, I mean, if you look at the, the male, the selection of male comics that are on the road, you're definitely the more attractive. I don't think that's true. I've no, seen you some, are. some good ones out Who? there. I don't know. Chris D'Elia? He looks He's like, a handsome yeah, guy. It looks, like some, it looks like a kid who made a face out of Play-Doh and over-exaggerated the features. <laughs> He's got that hair. I mean, he's, the like, eyebrows. But he's like Fonzie or something, isn't but he? I, he's like the, 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 la, the today's Fonzie. Yeah, I mean, you're, but you're like all-American looking. I guess. Who knows? I mean, I get my I get my appeal. I, he, I mean, Delia does like models and stuff. I don't do models. You've I'm, done, a, you've done, you've, you've gotten some good ones. I've had some good, yeah, you know, but these days it's. She's one sitting right here. Uh, yeah, Jesse yeah. Mayfield is a model. <laughs> yeah, I see you model for Yotel. <laughs> Win a poster of Jesse May Peluso. Oh, how'd you like that? Uh, brandishing your wall. <laughs> you know you want a Jesse May Peluso poster. Is that the word brandishing? I'm Don't even deny it. Uh, if I gave you a poster, you wouldn't hang it up? Uh, no. You see my house. You I know. Have, it's there's too, no room it's too, for it's Jesse May posters. Yeah. Not even on the patio out here? Like I would. Leaned I would. up against the wall? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll just blow away. <laughs> okay, so 
all, you, you're, you feel blessed. So then what's the story that I, that you don't want to tell that I want you to tell? Well, it's just like, I, like this is going to, it'll come back to bite me in the ass because like g- g- people I know will listen to this podcast. Who and I, I can't cares? Believe. You have to, le- you have to let go and let God. It was like an anal thing. Well, that's another memoir title. <laughs> yeah, it was like an anal thing. Yeah. You know, some what, girls, so what, some girls like, like a butt. Paint the story. You, you did a show. I was in. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't even say the city because that'll that'll uh, that'll let's narrow call it down it, too much. Let's call let's it. Let's go to the West Coast. Let's call the West Coast. The West Coast. It was the West Coast. Okay. Uh, staying in a nice hotel. Um, That's always nice. When you yeah. Get put oh up. my god, it changes everything. It does. This is, and it was a really nice hotel. Uh, girls, very nice. It was. It was a butt. I mean, you I, sound then, like Rain was, Man. Girls, very nice. It was a butt. I know. Stop leaving. But out you know details. what it was? It was like anal sex. Right. So so you go into. She comes after. She comes to the show. I don't think she even came to the show, honestly. Oh, so this is a girl you just, you, you, did you troll her on Facebook? She had, she knew who I was and met me like at a pool. Like, I, I see, I don't want to give away the hotel because it'll really give it okay, away. Okay, so at the hotel but pool? There was, there was a pool, like a party. They have like a party at this okay, pool. Okay, I know where this is You know now. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about okay. now. We don't have to say where. Yeah, so they have um, like a Vegas style party at yeah. this pool and she met me there like in the daytime. Okay, so and then. And then was like. I said I got to go do a show. She had no interest in coming to see stand-up comedy. And <laughs> I she, like her already. Yeah, me too. I'm I like, oh that. my god, my yeah. favorite type of people. So anyway, uh, then then she, you know, we, she was like, well, right, we'll meet after the show's over, and so we she did. met at your hotel. Oh, like at a bar and then to the hotel. Right, and then so you guys start fooling around in the hotel. Fooling around, yeah. And, and then was a, how does the butt come? How does the butt? How do you initiate the butt? Well, here's the thing, and this is I sound. This is making me sound like a horrible you're, person. Uh, well, for the but record, I you're not a horrible say, person. There you're, are some people that like the butt. I like the butt. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Some people that like re, I like, and some people just horrified by the whole situation. Right. It's 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 opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. Okay. So yeah. This girl was a butt. Of the rectum. Like. Off- and and, and I have rectum. to say this. As far as like dicks go, mine's not tiny. So no, like, you found yeah. a nice one. Yeah, you're big. I got a good dick. Yeah, you do. So like if you feel like like it's, like it's I wouldn't want it in my ass. Like, <laughs> Memoir title number three. Yeah. I've got a good dick. It's, a, it's like a big dick yeah. to go in like asses. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not an ass-friendly dick. It's not an ass-friendly <laughs> dick. Okay. That's exactly what Memoir I Memoir title yeah. number it's four. It's not an ass-friendly dick. So uh, anyway... It was, it was a, so we did it, the butt. But how, I'm saying who. I'm trying to make this as nice as possible. You're, you're, don't worry about it. It's No, I have to worry about it because it's not, refle- it, doesn't, it's nice. it doesn't reflect upon you. No, it's not. You're not a bad dude because you go to A lot of people might listen ass. to this. A lot of people are going to listen to this. Oh. But you, you, your numbers are going to go up. <laughs> no, they're not. No, it doesn't listen, work like that. Listen, you, anyway, it's not there a was, bad there was, thing. Anyway, there was a lot of um, poop. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. How did you? But how did you realize that that had happened? I didn't because it was so dark that but I almost how do you not didn't. S- so it didn't smell. Uh, not so bad, but That's then so bizarre. Then I realized it was bad. Like it was a lot. <laughs> oh, this is man. hard. This is grossing me out just hearing about it. It's not. It's just. It's not gross. It's like one of those situations where you're like, oh. I think what had happened is I had reached down and like grabbed my my dick, and I, it was, and, and then I got it on my hand. Oh my god! And then I was like, oh god! So then we went into the shower, but like I was, I was complete. This is where I felt like I might be some sort of sociopath or something, because then I was, I was kind of oh, perfectly fine with it. Like most people would be absolutely mortified. I was like, uh, oh, it's okay. Like no, that's I a. Don't- I don't think there's anything wrong. That it just shows that you are, you know, a kind of a but go not, with the flow. I oh god, yeah, but I don't. I'm not flow. like one of those scat. Is that what they call it? like dudes who are into like shit? yeah, 
like scat guy? Scat, scat, yeah, scat something? It's called yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a scatological guy or scat, something. A, it's called scat like scatological. Ass, ass scat? Categories, isn't that it? Is that a family game? <laughs> I love game? that game. Yeah. That's a family game. Um, anyway, so, so we showered, like showered it all off. But she had no, like, she, the weird thing was like she had no problem with it. I had no problem with it. And then we like went back to like do it, but you it was all over the it? bed. It was all over the bed. And so did you just leave it there? She left in the morning and I remember it was everywhere. It was on the carpets. It was. I mean, what, what, what happened to this girl? It's like you, you, you like put, put a hole in her. I know she must have had a big meal or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't And did you talk to her after that? Like, did you guys we, hang we, out? We, from time to time. Like, I still know her. Did you like? She's a, she's like a reputable. Like I don't want to give too much away, but no, she's got a, like any, a good job and everything. You don't have to give any names away. I mean, she's not a you know. You can have a person. good job in like ass play. I'm I'm, I'm saying it's, she wasn't like a hooker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I mean no. Yeah. Have you ever done a hooker? No. Never. Never. Really? Never hooker. Ever never, wanted to? Never. Uh, you know, I've just like one time in Vegas a couple of years ago, I walked into like the Cosmopolitan at like five o'clock in the morning, and it was some like gorgeous black girl like standing there, and she's like, "Whoa, hey, my friend!" And I, for a split second, I thought, "Oh, she just was into me." And then I'm like, "Oh, I got how this works." And then for a split second, I thought about it. I was like, "Oh, for what?" Like, yeah, that, you, that you feels weird mentally, to me. yeah. I don't have any like I, I, I this is gonna sound really. But I, I do have like have some sort of connection to people. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. I was just well, I was just gonna say like you're not the type of guy where you feel like you need to conquer. Right. No. You're, no. you're not like oh I got like even I the girls tag are, like, like every girl I've been, I'm still friendly with everybody I've ever slept with all of them. Yeah. I don't have any enemies as far as that goes. No, I mean you're you know. pretty. You know, you keep it pretty. I you, you keep, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, so I'm, that's not a thing that I'm remotely interested in. Threesomes, I'm not interested in that. You never, did you ever have one? No, well, no, not really. Almost in Vegas. No, last almost, year. No, was it almost last year? recently in another city. But okay, I'm I thought not, it was doesn't Vegas. interest me, not at all. See, I'm I've never had one either. I'm not against yeah. it. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a thing for me. I don't know why. It just doesn't do it. For okay, me. here's a question: What if you were dating a girl who I would was never into do it, it like that? Because that seems that's that to me ends that ends like um like uh like the Robert Redford Woody Harrelson movie. You think it's a yeah. good idea, and then, and then it, it winds up fucking yes. getting in your yeah. head, and you wind up going insane, like Woody Harrelson did in uh, what was that movie Indecent called? Proposal. Indecent Proposal. Yeah. To me, more. Yeah, great movie. Great, great movie. movie. Older movie. Check it Adrian out. Adrian Line directed. He, God, he directed all those movie. really like, creepy, kind of weird, Fatal Attraction, that. Fatal Attraction. And like one other disclosure. one. Disclosure. Like, did you do Disclosure? D- no, might, no, 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 I don't know. But he did all those like creepy movies that were like, oh shit, like one fuck up, ruined your life kind of movies. It really does. It changes yeah. everything. Of course it does. Unless you're like a swinger type situation where it's like a, th- you're, it's like a lifestyle you yeah, lead. Yeah, but I don't get like, some of these couples go into like these sex houses and they just walk around and there's different rooms where people are banging and they just you trade see, I, off. I just, I, that's like a, I just, that's not a life I get. I, I know. That's, know. It's like, what happened to you? <laughs> and, I, so, and the weird thing is, I'm, not like, a, be I'm not like a prude or anything. No. You know, like I'm into weird, you know, I'm into like fun shit. Yeah. But it's, I, I, none, none of that stuff is I'm into. What I'm do not you, into swinger or threesome or. What do you, do you think there's one? I'm not into like fucking in public. Like we should go to the bathroom and fucking, oh, for what? Well, then I should probably leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, get <laughs> you know, like all that. I'm not into that. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're not vanilla. No, I'm, not, I'm certainly not vanilla. You're but not vanilla, but you you stay within a a, a, a guideline, right, per se. Right. Do, is there like one regret, regret or mistake you think you made that you, if you could go back, you would change it? I'm I don't really live by as regrets. far as what I don't know. Like, 
um, dating or girlfriend or oh yeah 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 no when I first got the, uh, once again on Chelsea and on TV I mean I went from like zero as you did I mean we were pretty zero to sixty yeah you know, we went from that's bartending how it happens. yeah I know we went from bartending basically you both of we us. had the same thing yeah bartending to on to, a show to like next thing you know we were on TV uh, you know we're, and it, we're both relatively kind of smaller shows they weren't yeah. it was like a network sitcom or anything no but they both yours became, is bigger than mine they both became like big deal shows yeah. and. Uh, and all of a sudden you're on, you you know you're recognized, and, but I, it never it never bothered me. I never I never was like I got a big head or anything about it. But uh, I mean, I, 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 at that point I had gir- had girlfriends or a girlfriend who was like a, I was just a fantastic person. Yeah. But I had gotten famous. Bad timing. Bad timing. You know, and I, 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 I think it would not famous is a terrible word, but I was like, oh, I have to take advantage of this. You know. Well, you do because you work your whole life. You you'd worked your whole life. You were an electrician in. New, New York, York City, yeah. And then I came out here. And then you like came waiter, out here. Bartender. You were a waiter, bartender for what, twenty years almost, almost? Yeah. You knew Chelsea that whole time. Yeah, Chelsea and Sarah Colonna and all of Sarah them. Sarah Colonna, that whole crew, and you're out yeah. here busting your ass. Yeah. For the but career I, so you I'll wanted. say this. I'll say this, and you same with you. Like a lot of people go, oh, it happened overnight. It didn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't happen I, overnight. And all the guys I bartended with and and waited tables with at this place on 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 Sunset Boulevard. I stayed at. The, I was at the same restaurant for like 12, 13 years. Mar- Mirabel. Mirabel. Yeah, it's it's since closed. It was there forty seven years. Anyway. But all the all the guys had come there and girls had come there to be actors and actresses and comedians and whatever everybody 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 but none of them worked places. at it none of them yeah. and they never got anywhere and, but but I would get off work and would go do stand up every single night at every shithole that would have me and they were like you're a hard worker I'm like well of I have this to this is what be. you want to like, do this is what I want to do with your and frosted tips yeah exactly so I, <laughs> but I would go you know do three shows a night at every shithole bar that would have me so to say like Chelsea Lee oh, happened overnight it certainly didn't I was ready when it happened yeah you know you I were mean, ready. You I was working I, on it. Yeah, and Chelsea says that too. Like when she played like Radio City and stuff, people are like, "Aren't you? This is amazing." She goes, "Not really, because I'm yeah. supposed to be here." Like this that, is that what people I was, don't realize that. Like if you know, if my father played Radio City, he'd be shocked because he's not in show <laughs> business. You know what I mean? Like he'd be like, "Wow, this is crazy! I can't believe I'm playing Radio City because I was an electrician yesterday." Yeah. So it's you, I'm I'm prepared for it, so nothing shocks me in show business. But don't you think like that? I always, now I think, you know, looking back at all the years that I've been doing this and you, you've been doing it a long time too. When you reach those certain milestones that people think should be these like crazy moments in your life, don't you think it it kind of, not that it's diluted, not that the moment's diluted, but it like, it doesn't have as big of an impact. Which, like when you reach, like say you do a late night set or if you... You know, your first... That might be a, a regret I have, like you asked about regrets. Yeah. That, because, uh, you know, I've done, like, cra- like private jets to perform in front of 20,000 people yep. and all this crazy stuff. And, like, when it was over, you're like, that was cool, but it, it's over. Like it's, it's such like a it weird... Just, you just, like... Cause people, you know, like, people who are not in the, like, friends of mine were like, that's unbelievable. Yep. You played in front of 20,000 people. I'm like, yeah, it was just another gig. Yep. You know, and then I got a private jet and I hung out with 50 Cent and, and you know, all those kind of weird things that happened to us a- along the way. And like you said, it ch- all of a sudden you're like, God, I wish it meant more. Yeah. But it does mean something. It, it means something, but, but it, it just doesn't, it's not life changing. It's not cinematic. Right. It's not like, you're like, this, you know, the moment doesn't, like, you don't, and that maybe that's something that needs to be something that you actually are conscious about. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm going to realize that this is a great that thing. That would be my regret. But I can't force myself. Like, listen, I did love it all. It was great. And there were t- I mean, there were times I look back. You sound like I'm, you're giving up. No, I mean, in a way I am. No, but... Uh, <laughs> is this your curtain No, call? but like, there were, I mean, there were, 
you know, it's just this business goes in ebbs and flows. I mean, I was at a, you know, it was a high, high, and now I'm, it's a good level now. But I mean, it, there are times where I was, we were selling out, you know, twenty thousand seats with Chelsea and, and doing crazy shows, yeah, and doing and flying private jets and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it, but that would be like, yeah, I just don't like. Does it? You think it? Like, are we all like that, or are there guys who do and like, oh my god, that meant everything to me. I don't. I. I think from what I, the people I've spoken to, the comedians I talk to when I talk about this, it's a thing where you're like, what's next? What's the next gig? What am I doing next? But in the moment that you're like, you're at this arena where you're doing 20,000 seats, you know, for you, you know, it's like, okay, what's my next gig? But then don't you think, do you ever get to a point where you're like, that's as good as it's going to get? Yeah, I mean, I do think that because I think comedians, and I always say this about all my comedian friends, I say about myself, we're like insecure narcissists where it's like... You think, oh, this is as good as it's going to get, but in the, in the same breath, you're like, I want more. But I, I'm actually comfortable with that was as good as it was going to get. Like, I know I, <laughs> like, I, I, I understand that. I'm, you always I'm, say I'm, that. I'm comfortable with it. Like, because I know, I know, like, I don't need to be at the, at the highest highs. I, I never did. Yeah. I never, I never, that might be a, I've just never was that hungry for, like, to be Chelsea Handler. I didn't that's, need, yeah, I didn't need to be Chelsea Handler. I, I liked working for Chelsea Handler and being, you know, known, but I didn't need to be her. Some people are like, how could you write out? Yeah. Like, don't you want to be her? I'm like, no, absolutely not. It's a, it's a, people, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Not being able to go anywhere and people expecting shit from you and it's just totally all the, different. All that comes with it and I just, I just, you know, I'd rather, I don't know. I, I like having money and not being worried about getting a parking ticket. And not having a, a boss. Yeah, like you remember, I mean, the day, a couple of years ago, not, well, 10, 12 years ago, before this shit went down, I mean, if I got a parking ticket, my life was fucked. Oh, my God. If my, if my car didn't start and I had to get a transmission job done, like seven, it's, uh, you're done. It. I was bankrupt. You're I was like, out. what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. You, 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 like, max out your credit cards. I remember literally, your, your like, sh- your credit I, remember, goes to shit. I remember, like, driving on the, on the 101, like, right here by my house. Like, my car was, like, in some shitty, like, Ford Escort and it just, like, <laughs> crapped out in the middle of the road. Like, just went, it, like, I was on the freeway. And people beeping, and I've just said, and I just put my head in my hands, like, what the fuck did I do making this decision to like come out? Like, what what was I thinking? I think I should I be elect- God, I should be electrician. I w- at and that run- point, I was working at like Universal Studios. I was like a tour guide. Oh my god! I had god. Like, a bow tie on. And for some reason, I swear <laughs> to God, I had balloons in the car. I don't even know why. <laughs> this is so I was sad. driving balloons from one location to another. I don't even know. I don't know why I had balloons in the car. And I had opened the door and the balloons kind of went out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not only blocking the freeway. I just released like 50. Like it was like a fucking sketch. Like this, did just balloons just come out of that guy's car? Like what is happening? And his broken down escort yeah, broken the down side escort. of the highway. Oh, my God. And I didn't know. I had no idea how I was like. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. I was like, there's no. This is all. This is not happening. It's not. There's no way it's happening. It's like that's a R.E. Shafir's show. This is not happening. I come. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Might show, be a good actually. story it's, for it's, that. It's, it's, <laughs> I actually told Ari that. It's like shot really good. Um, yeah. Anyway. So what do you want? Like, what? What do you? If this all were to go away tomorrow, is there one thing that you still want to accomplish? I mean, I like God. I mean, ultimately, I would like to be on Broadway, but I, that's not happening because I just don't even. I'm not even in that world. Like, I don't <laughs> even know how to do Broadway. it. You love Broadway. I just love performing live, and I would like to. I like doing stand up live. I love an audience. Yeah, and I would like to do a play in front of people that actually come and sit, and you know, like stand up. We are basically lion tamers. Yep. we really are. We are. Um, we, so totally. We, and I like to, you know, my show has a ebb and a flow, and is in a, there. It does kind of tell a little bit of a story. Ultimately, it's a narrative. Yeah, but 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 uh, you know, these people don't listen. So 
I want to be in a play where there's an audience who's sitting because they're told to. You know, they're told to sit and watch this show until it ends. That you, I feel like com- comedy clubs where it's like, I can't believe the crowd was rowdy. I'm like, you know why they were rowdy? Because you had fireball shot specials before they came in. And then you served drinks in a fishbowl while they were sitting down. And they're that, eating nachos yeah, while the show's yeah, going like, on. I can't believe you, they got rowdy. You had $4 fi- fireball shots for an hour before they got into this club. You're basically telling them, get as fucked up as you can and, and go watch people comic. perform. And scream you know? at the comedian. No other art form, not, I mean, that's a, you know, making it sound a little uh, grandiose. It but, is an art form. But come on, it's don't forget It's performance art. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's not exactly, well, you know what it, I mean. It, it, yeah. It is, it is. It is. It's but, true. But you're it's not true. up there painting, you know. Yeah, I know. You're not Rothko. I'm not Van Gogh. But anyway, so, uh, like, no other person, Broadway, even fucking concerts, they, they, they cut the drinking off, you know? They do. Even baseball games, like, no drinking after seventh, the seventh inning or... or the, yeah. So, like, but, but comedy, like, no, get them as fucked up as possible and go in there. We are the gladiators. Make it work. We're gladiators. Yeah. We, we are we, Russell, Russell Crowe Crow. when they release the Tigers <laughs> and just go fucking watch them get eaten alive. In the case of <laughs> you and I, we're good and we can handle it, you know? But I've seen, guy, I've seen good guys get eaten alive. <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. We're Russell Crowe. It is. It's 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 it, it is it is boxing. It is gladiator. It is one person versus a all whole. Of you. Uh, and, and you have to be able to tell a story, to divert off of that story, right. to control somebody yelling, to get back into the story, right. to get the audience and back on your side. And control nine other things: the lighting, the, the waitress sound, dropping the, the glass, waitress, the, 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 the microphone fucking, not the working, the band that's playing in, in another room the that band. you could hear through the, the, bell, the wall, the Bellevue. Yeah, oh, a bunch of them. The yeah. Bellevue, uh, fucking, uh, and and the, the new uh, the place in the Funny Bone in Toledo. Oh. I mean, just like there's a band playing through the wall. Oh, all there's that so shit. many it's people answering their phones. It's yeah. like people texting. But all of it. And but I go back to this. I make a fucking living as a comedian, so I should have real problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are guys who had the hot tar roof. You know what hot tar roofing is? You ever pull up behind one of those fucking cars that are just that they're like a truck with that hot, hot tar, tar being towed from the back of it? It's just the, the worst smell you've ever smelled. Yeah, I didn't know right, that's what that was for. That's what it's for. It goes right to like your stomach. It's just disgusting. It's, just, it's very. It's thick. It's thick, and you like goop it out, and it's for roofs. Like it's to seal like a roof. So you that's go up there. That's a hard there, job. As a matter of fact. In Shawshank Redemption, the movie Shawshank Redemption, to to uh, to um, punish the the inmates, they make them hot tar roof in that movie. Fuck, I and didn't so, know that. Yeah. That's a good reference. So anyway, hot tar roofing. That's why I always think I'm like, at least I'm not a hot tar. <laughs> is that roofing. is that your is that your that lowest is, low? That's the lowest of the low. Listen, it's a good job. I mean, what about the do people it. have to like deal with dead bodies in a hospital? To me, but that's, that's like a, I think you've chosen that path. I hot guess tar that's roofer, true. you don't go. I'm gonna be a hot tar roofer. You know? <laughs> Like, How do you know some of these people might maybe, get off on I that? I think all else, when all else fails, you, you go to hot tar roofing. You know. No. So if all else fails, if all else fails in this career for you, what would you not besides Broadway? Because that's I like mean that's a dream still job. Pl- still performing. Yeah. If you weren't a comedian, but I have no problem. I actually enjoyed bartending, and I liked the restaurant business and yeah, stuff. I, I did, did enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I mean I. Not that I mean I don't want to wish this upon myself, but I would have no problem like in that world, you know. That sounds weird, but I like the people. I like making drinks. I like being behind a bar. I like all of it. I think you'd still be in hotel rooms banging girls in the ass. Oh my god! I got laid more as a bartender on Sunset Boulevard uh, when when I was a nobody than I did as a as a famous comedian. Bullshit! I swear to God, we were there at the height 
of the of the sunset craziness. Oh, when everybody was out and it oh, was like, oh my god, you n- couldn't. Night at the Roxbury. Exactly. As a matter of fact, oddly enough, the, yep. they filmed Night at the Roxbury in the building next to Mirabelle's. It's, it's now um, the guy from uh, Devo, uh, Mark Mothersby. It's his building. It's a weird looking <laughs> green, but you see it. If you ever drive down Sunset, you've passed it a million times. Anyway, that's that was the Roxbury. You were bartending when it was movie. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so I, wild. I mean, it was it was wild. Like you, if you didn't leave with a girl at the end of the night as a as a bartender on Sunset Boulevard, you're you a fucked fucking up. loser. You fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, those were the days. Oh God, God, <laughs> like a shit apartment. Fuck. And look at you now. I mean, it's all the same. It's all. I mean, I'm the same guy. You know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, you're the same guy, but I mean, like you said, like this career, it's a very unique career. It is, but has have you been affected by it? I don't think you have. I mean, I know you. I've known you before. And I know you now. You seem pretty chill about the whole. Yeah, I thing. mean, I've calmed down. I guess you know the only thing that's hard for me is I'm away from my family all the time, and that yeah. that's like the hardest thing. Yeah, but but I you, mean, you you know you were away technology from makes in New York it, City. Yeah, but I was going home a lot to visit them. Yeah, but you know technology makes it so you can communicate to them. Hey, being away from my family doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't bother I mean, you. I see him a lot. Cherry? I see him a lot. I do see him a lot, but it, I mean, I'm, I'm not like it doesn't your bother parents, me too much. Remember we went to the the racetrack together? Yes, yes, yes you, yes. me, and your parents. That's another thing. You and I see Jesse May doesn't tell this story. Like I was there before she was Jesse May that <laughs> that, that you people know today. Like I was. <laughs> I she stayed at my place while she was like trying out for some game show. I was on minute to win it, minute you asshole, it, you inconsiderate was, bastard. And I swear to God, she sat in my living room and like <laughs> for like three o'clock in the morning, like trying to not stack quarters or something. Remember they had like it was like a, th- a game where you had to stack. <laughs> I had to flip a I had to flip a key oh, into and a then shot you came glass. Home and you were like show me all like and then what about this one? I'm like oh my god. <laughs> you flew me out to stay with you a bunch of I times. I flew you out. Yes. Oh what a guy. <laughs> you used to fly Jesus. me. You put me on the credit. Wow. You Holy said you said shit. one time I stayed here for three months. You it owe was me, only you like cheap a week. <laughs> mm. Wow. I owe you. I paid in yeah. puss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, those were the days. And then you hung out with my parents one day. My parents like called me one day like, Oh, we're at we're at brunch with Jesse May. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you like went listen. down you went down like Pats on Riverside. Yeah, oh, yeah. we had a great brunch. Yeah. Listen, you're, you you had me here the same weekend as your parents. No, came. I wasn't concerned. I didn't know yeah, that worked out weirdly. I, I it, like you you uh, you were already coming out and then my parents decided to come out yeah. too. Yeah. And so your parents were here and then you and I were in the guest room. Yeah, right, right, right. And your parents were here and then we you were at you had to go to work and so we decided to go to brunch together. Was I at Chelsea on that time? You were at Chelsea. Yeah. You were working. You had to go, you know, you yeah. went in the morning because you were producing and writing. Right, right, right. So, you know, Gene and Jerry and I, we had a great, uh, yeah. we went to Patsy's. Yeah, something. It's good. Patties, it's called. Patties. Yeah, Patties on Riverside Drive. We yeah, talked like a lot that. about yeah. their travel. You know, oh God, they go down to Florida. I don't. I was concerned about you. I'm like, oh my God, how, what do you even talk to my parents about? I had a I great know. time. I talked yeah. about their son who's emotionally unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> They're very proud of your success. They're very proud of it. <laughs> um, so do you think you're ever gonna get married? I don't. I don't rule it out. You know, I here's the thing. I don't think I'm that old. People, my you're, brother, you're pretty old. I was, ha- and I'm not that no, old. No, I mean you're not. I was having, I was having, uh, helping my nephew with homework, like I was saying earlier. And my brother's like, God, you're really good with kids. Like it's unfortunate that your, you know, your old you're, sperm will never have. I'm like, I'm not that no, fucking old. Your sperm old. won't get old. You can refresh it. How so? You just get rid of it. I, what do you mean, like on like your face? He, yeah. Oh! Woo! You did that while your parents there. were in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! This is like this is fucking things not making me look good. I hope nobody I know like care You're about. You're a human being. Come on, 
You're a human being. But I look like a scumbag. No, you do not. When I say I'm fucking girls in the ass. No, you don't. Yeah. Why are you a scumbag? That's what people do. Okay. You're a good. You're you're probably one of the better people I know. I like to think I am. You are. You're one of my closest yeah. friends. I like a, a very like feminist wise. I think I'm like a dog camera. Yeah, you got, you were, you're just making out with my dog, yeah, Carlin. Yeah. Like feminist wise, I'm good. I worked <laughs> with all women. I know. I mean, all my friends are women. Yeah. Like Kirkman and you and you're a very you know, Chelsea. sweet man. Yeah. I know more too too much now. No, I'm not too much. To the way like I'm almost like becoming a woman. I'm like, oh, fuck you're not it. becoming. You're not. You're not becoming a woman. You're anyway. you're still a man. Thank you can't you. say you're becoming a woman and then talk after you tell a story about how you banged some girl in her ass. Yeah, well, you know, that's who knows. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Bruce Jenner has fucked girls in the ass. <laughs> you know, look at him now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, one last thing I want to talk to you about before. What was the serious topic today we were going to discuss? She said this is a serious topic. I mean, well, we talked. I always start talking about comedy and then you really can't stop. Oh, I like talking Do about comedy. people like listening to talk about I think they like the insider story? shit. Who cares what if are, they do? And how is this podcast? What's the story on it? Do people listen? Yeah, people are listening. I don't know. I don't know how. Th- they like, listen. Like, I do a lot of these, and I just don't know if people you do, listen. You're a good podcast guest. I don't think I am. I think I'm really boring. No, you're 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 entertaining. You just told a story about how you bang a girl in her ass. That's pretty you made entertaining. Me tell that I story. did make you tell it because I pull yeah. I pull the best out of you. Yeah. Hey oh. That's how, that's how I got all the flights because I pulled the best out of you. <laughs> it wasn't that many flights. It was like once. It, no, it was not once. Chris. Really? No. That was your M.O. You'd, you'd, you'd cyberstalk girls and fly them out to your apartment in Studio City. Jesus. Wow. Um, if you... Um, <laughs> Who else have you had on this? Oh, you had Dom Herrera. Yeah, Dom's my What's boy. He like? He's great. Dom's I don't know great. him at all. You would love Dom. Uh, you know, I... He is. I love that guy. I love. He's that really guy. great. What is he? What's his? Where's his head at? Is he good on like? I'm good with life. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm. He, com- you know, he, I'm becoming Dom Irera. You're, you're, you're becoming Dom Irera. Like he's we're like, both. You know what? I've done it. I've made my money. Is that the way he feels? Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about like a Bobby Slayton or Dom Irera. Like yeah, he's just are they very, good with it? He's like you know. Uh, he, he has no ego about him. Because Dom's like respected. Yes. Everyone loves him. Yes. He's, he's done it forever. He's made a couple of bucks. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's doing okay. He's doing great. I love Dom. He's one of my friends that I call at one o'clock in the morning when I'm spiraling after a show. That's good, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. I because I, I, I love him and I've I've been a fan like for years and years and years. You you would actually I think you two would get along. Yeah. He, he calls me. He he leaves a message and he always prefaces it with "stinky pussy." Oh, calls great. me stinky yeah, yeah. pussy. <laughs> oh, nice. What a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I see some of these guys like on the posters of the clubs that I'm doing, you know, like yeah. Bobby Slayton and, and Dom and some other guys who've been around forever. They've been around forever. Yeah. So I like and you, Chris and I, you and I going like through, you know, we're, we're doing our third time around in some of these clubs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys are doing that 20th time I, around that's in insane. some of these clubs. You know, like I hear like Zany's in Chicago. The Cubs have been around a while. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Dom was here. For, been here for this is the 25th time, oh you know, God. since 1974. I just, that gives me anxiety. I, yeah. mean, I love being on the road, and it, you know, I'm in the beginning parts of my road career. But have you watched the the documentary uh, Mis- "Misery Loves Comedy"? I just started, but I, I I was late at night. Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack directed it. I, I'm gonna finish the rest of it, but it was pretty decent. It was good. It's decent. I mean, you're not gonna learn anything. It's, like, it's not the groundbreaking. Like, but I like the insider shit. Yeah, it's good. It's good insider stuff. Like as a comic, you'll watch it. But eventually, like, oh, yeah, you're just telling comedy stories. Yeah, you're just just telling comedy stories. I think what they, uh, which I truly believe, everyone always tries to go, oh, comics are miserable. Like, uh, not the ones I I know. And I don't feel like you have to be miserable. No, like, most of the comics, they know pretty happy people. And ultimately, uh, when you see the end of this, I think that's what everybody kind of says. They're like, I'm not. I like, I know Bill Hicks might have been, and and like some of those guys might have been, but 
I wasn't. That could be a, I mean, there definitely could be a source for the comedy coming from a horrible place, but I don't think every comedian needs to be miserable to do this. No. Like, I've gotten better at it. I used to be like, God, if I saw some guy getting success, I'd be like, fuck, like, why him? But now I'm like, I'm glad. Every like, comic like, does that. Every single comic does Yeah, but does no, I, I'm now like, it, it only... Like, we're all different. I don't do necessarily the stuff that Nate Bregat, or some of these guys that I are great, yep. that I like, do. But it doesn't, I'm glad they made, you know, I'm. it's great that, they, you know, some of the guys, I'm jealous a little bit sometimes, like, that fucker is funny, you know, but. <laughs> I know, when they think of it, when there's like a, a scenario or joke, you're like, damn it. Yeah. That's so good. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, it used to really bother me, like, why these people, but now I'm like, I'm glad everybody, It's. A, it seems like it's back a little bit, stand up. You know? it's, it's back. It definitely had a little lull, but yeah. now it's like the like 1980s. Good. Well, that's, yeah. Um, hopefully, it's not that because that's what fucking killed it. <laughs> Bunch of shitty comedians out there <laughs> too doing many. Like, terrible. Yeah, too that's many. That's what's happening. There's, there's, yeah. There's, I I don't I don't believe that though. I I think there's quality more I'm not so. Saying the shitty comics. There's just a lot. Yeah, I think there's there's quality uh, more so now than there was ever. Like yeah, and it's, like it's like changing. like the fun like the like the Ron Funches and the Kyle Canaines and all of those guys are who Rory are just uh, yeah they're just great man. I mean these guys yep. are great. better than like I know those were the heydays in the eighties and stuff and those guys were great they were great but the, like, outside of the Seinfelds and Rare Monos, you go down like a few levels from the people were pretty bad like you watch Brett Butler <laughs> Brett he was Butler. fucking awful. oh come on you know I mean wow so, like how but she became a big star because she did, they were she, handing she out it. they were handing out sitcoms to anybody at that point yeah. now you have to be. Like to get to Kyle's like a Canadian level, you got to be fucking great. You, you know? do. And Kyle's got no television credits. I mean, he made it on being a solid stand-up. Well, so. that's what's happening with Sebastian Maniscalco now. Oh, I mean, the guy's pure just comedy fantastic. roots. Yeah, just stand-up, just purely from stand-up. And you know, he uh, it's 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 like something that Sebastian's got that great act where you're like, um, everybody like you have to tell your friends like we got to go see yes. this guy. It, it, and everyone says does, that to me. They're like, do you know yeah, Sebastian? We right, got to go right, see right. him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'm. I can't believe he didn't pop earlier, actually. I used to watch him years ago. I go, know. How is this guy not like through the fucking roof? But well, it takes, takes a while. It takes man. a while. People don't you realize and, that. And, and, and it's a good thing sometimes it takes a while because, you know, if you had it at, at 22, you'd be like, that's what I try to say about comedians. Like, there's no good comedians at 22. No. It just isn't. None. You're not good until you're fucking 35. Yeah. Until you've lived and you, and you, and you mature. Right. You, you have know? to sort of, you, and you have to have a point of view. When you're 22, you don't have a fucking point and of if, view. If you look back on the shit you did at 22, you're like, oh my god, I'm so fucking. I look back at the shit I did last weekend. I'm like, I'm the same way. Like my album, my album. I listened to it now. I taped it not even a year ago, and I'm like, oh my god, why? Like that fucking. Why did I do that? Why? I mean, just some of it. But this is where I say that's why it's an art. You can always go back to it and manipulate and and improve upon it. Okay. And I think that's the so, that's the core of art is it's never perfect so it's your interpretation of it is where it is in that point at yeah. that point in in its life. Okay. I'll give you that. Do you agree with that? I do. I do. I mean I, I know it's an art. I know, you're not but like you a, know what I mean by You're not overly sappy with shit like that. Well, here's this is going to sound terrible, but stand up. You've said kind that five times. I know. <laughs> this should be your really fifth does. memoir title. But, this but is going to sound terrible. Stand up has kind of come easily to me. So I never really put too fine a point on it. You know, I was always kind of good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was never one of those guys who like sucked. Like when I first did it, I was good. I got better, but I was good. Let me ask you a question. Does that make any sense? No, that makes sense. So it kind of like I'm, I suck at a lot of things. <laughs> I don't suck at stand up. You don't suck at stand up. Yeah. So for me to go, oh my God, what, what I was graced with this gift. I'm like, it nah, just, I'm just nah, good you're at just it. Natu- it's, yeah. And you don't think of it as a big deal. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you, this is the last question I'm going to ask you. Okay. 
You have to answer honestly. Do you think you're better at comedy or sex? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I believe sex is very different. I have an opinion. From person to person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from person to person. Like what might be uh, great for somebody, it will be horrible for another. So, and you really have to find like a, like a fine line. And especially now, I feel like everything because of, I don't know if it's because of porn, everything's been amped up. Like, it really has. Like fingering now is like a fucking. You got a blast. You got to be like. You, you know, get a hook. You, you got to be hook like. A, yeah. You and, and make the girl uh, squirt. Up and in. Up and in. Up and in. Yeah. You come hither. The yeah. Come, come hither. Come, exactly. I don't want you to come. I want and, you to leave. And you got to like. You, it's carpal tunnel kind of to do all that. Uh, for however long it and takes a like chick. And it's like the gagging and the choking. Like this is, this is shit that's happening. And we're just talking about your comedy set. <laughs> <laughs> that's my closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But oh no, really though. It's like that's like it's a whole. There's more. I don't know. Maybe that shit was going on. But then like gagging and choking and all. Like it's too much. I don't know if it's too much, but it's definitely a thing. Like some girls like go ahead and do a choke, and then the next girl you're like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? So yeah. It's hard to let. You can't make things carry over. So yeah, exactly. You, you have, have to. You, have to you start from. You, you start, start from fresh. zero every time. And I, that's the same thing with comedy. Yeah. How right. I feel. Exactly. Because it it's a new city. Every it's a new room. Show and you have to approach it that way. Right. You start from zero every so time. So to answer what I'm better at, I think I'm good at sex if you're into me. <laughs> and the same thing with my comedy. <laughs> you, if you like me, you're going to love me. If you hate me, you're going to fucking hate me. Well, I love you. Thank you very much. Do you love me too? I do. You're one of my favorite people in the world. You and your dog. Walking with my click though. Welcome to the Melon Pop. Corners where we selling. Africa been by the home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap. On Broadway. I would love to see Chris on Broadway. I think he could do it. If if Stamos can do it, Chris can do it. And I've seen Stamos on Broadway and it was quite impressive. So I I think he could he could she could try to do bye bye birdie. I would pay to see Chris on Broadway. <laughs> One of his favorite actors he didn't mention is Hugh Jackman, who he did see on Broadway when Hugh did his one-man show. And according to Chris, he is fantastic. Just fantastic. Um, yeah, Chris is hilarious. I, we forgot to talk about one time him, he came to hang out with me when I was living in Santa Monica last year. And it was Sunday fun day that everybody loves to do. He came by. At like We started to have brunch at like 3 o'clock at Brick and Mortar on Main Street in Santa Monica, California. Beautiful, sunny California. And we had like a three-hour brunch, pretty standard. Got a little tipsy, you know, bottomless mimosas situation. But, you know, we were going to be responsible adults. He came back to my apartment because he hadn't seen my new place yet. I gave him a little tour. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to head back to my apartment in Studio City. So he left. I was just chilling in my apartment. Ten minutes later, he sends me a text message. I didn't make it too far. I'm at the bar underneath your apartment if you want to come downstairs. <laughs> so then I met him downstairs underneath my apartment, and we had a couple beers at this place. And then, you know, it got to be like 6, 7 o'clock, and we weren't done. We weren't done. I was like, well, what are we going to do? Let's, let's keep this night going. So then we went down to Bungalow, which is a fun bar uh, in the same lot as the Fairmont Hotel on, in Santa Monica as well, right on the beach. We went to Bungalow drank our faces off and then before you know it we find ourselves at two o'clock in the morning singing karaoke <laughs> at um i think sing sing i can't remember the name of the place it's right on like pico 
or or what or, or Wilshire. God, I can't remember the name of the karaoke bar. It was like two o'clock in the morning, and we were on stage singing a song with a guy in a purple wig. We were we sang, um, oh God, what was the song? I can't believe I can't remember this song. I have a picture of it. I, I put I posted it on Instagram. So if you go on my Instagram, you can see a dark photo of Chris Frangiola and I on stage singing karaoke with a guy in a purple wig. Wasted. We had been drinking for 12 hours. Wasted. It just was like, oh, it was so much fun. It, he's just a blast. He's, he's, he's a good dude. Um, I am off the road. I'm not on the road for like 10 days. That's so exciting. Uh, so I, the only show I have coming up in May, I'm, I have two weekends of work. Uh, I'm going to be in, let's see, May 15th and 16th. I'll be at the Wise Guys Comedy Cafe in West Valley City, Utah. And then uh, May 30th, 31st. I'm sorry, May 29th, 30th and 31st, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Manchester, Connecticut. So go to jessiemay.com and get those tickets to come see me. I do do meet and greets after all my shows because I like to get out with you hoes. Rub elbows. Oh, shit. Dropping rhymes. Uh, I forgot. It's it's May 4th. May the 4th be with... with <laughs> I can't even say it. May the 4th, 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Damn. Yeah, so may the 4th be with you. Um, I'm going to get into some questions. Let's do some questions. Brent Slater asks, Does it ever get lonely being a comedian? I mean, I'm sure it can be tough to try to make people laugh all the time. You know what, Brent? It can be lonely. It can be very lonely because uh, you go out and you work for two hours a night and then you're back in your hotel. So you have to find things to occupy yourself. Like this podcast occupies my time. I do a lot of FaceTime with family. Um, I uh, I flick the needle once in a while. That's a sexual and you I know term. I'll let you people figure that out. And I watch Fifty Shades of Grey. So I'm not that lonely. Things are going well. I'm killing it. Uh, Carlene Connor asks, do you prefer small towns or big cities? You know, small towns have good people. Big cities have more shit to do. So it really just depends on what I'm in the mood for. I do love small towns because you can find some delicious restaurants and cute little places to go to, but I like the excitement of big cities. And, you know, there's more people to swipe on Tinder in big cities. <laughs> I'm not even on Tinder. It's such a dumb joke. It doesn't even make sense. I'm not even on Tinder. Eric Palmer asks, what did you like most about being on At Midnight? Um, flirting with Chris Hardwick. Chris. I just called him Chris Hardwick. I don't even know how to say his name. I like flirting with Chris Hardwick. No, At Midnight is one of my favorite shows to do. Just the way they run it. It's so much fun. The the, the staff is amazing. The crew is amazing. Uh, it's just, it's a, I love everything about being on that show. I, I think mainly the fact that they just love comedians and they really let comedians go crazy. Um, let's see. Okay, Kimmy Leone asks... If a guy reads your messages and doesn't answer them or your phone calls, should you take the initiative to go over to his house and slash his tires? No, bitch, move on. Who cares? If he's not interested in you, why are you going to put your energy into being interested in him? No, don't make yourself that available enough to slash tires. Come on now, girl. 
It's not. It's not. It's not worth it. Who is he, anyways? If he's not answering your text messages or your calls, he doesn't want to talk to you. Move on. Call his brother. Um. <laughs> uh, Manny Santana says, "Who were you rooting for, Mayweather or Pac-Man?" I don't give a shit about that. And you know, the amount of money those two make, those two criminals made off of those fights is disgusting. They made millions and millions of dollars. And the more we continue to support bullshit like that, the deeper into a gross society we become. It's like, where are our priorities? We want to watch two men beat the shit out of each other for millions of dollars. Meanwhile, there's kids in the streets, schools that don't have school supplies, mothers who can't afford to buy formula for their fucking kids. And these two criminals get in the ring and beat the shit out of each other. And we crowd around like we're Romans and it's the gladiator time. That's all boxing is. It's like evolved gladiator sports. I just, you know, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I didn't give a shit about the fight. I'm more concerned about other things. I'm more concerned about if John Stamos listens to my podcast. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, I was I mentioned Sam Roberts earlier, who's got the after show after Opie after Opie show on Sirius XM. Listen to Sam Roberts show. He's hilarious. But he told me I was obsessed with Stamos. And I was like, you know, that's a strong word. And he said it was accurate. <laughs> I am not obsessed. I think it's funny to continue to talk about him. But I do like him and I really want him to call me. Um, next question. Michael Tubiak, who has asked me questions before. Where are you and John Stamos going on your first date? Well, how appropriate. I know. Where would a first date be good with John Stamos? I mean, obviously someplace with good lighting so he can see how gorgeous I am. And maybe to a comedy show. I think he could see how funny I am. Um, maybe to, um, like, uh, a strip club. <laughs> So we can see how open-minded I am. Um, yeah, John Stamos, where would you take me on a first date? That's my question for you. So why don't you answer in a letter form that you hand wrote and you sprayed your cologne on. Is that too much for a girl to ask for? And Tiffany Mason asks, what was your first job? My first job? Holy shit, I was a babysitter. <laughs> a horrible babysitter, too. And I told my mom when I grew up, I wanted to be a babysitter. So, I mean, if I had stayed in Syracuse, I probably just would be a babysitter right now. That's it. So nobody ha hire me to watch your children because I just, I'm going to raid your, your wine and uh, I'll probably end up just using your, dressing in your clothes and doing an interpretive dance in your bedroom while the kid is starving in the living room. Jared Papa, Popa? Pop, Jared Papa. I, I don't know how to say your last name, fella. It looks like Popa. We'll go with Popa. If you didn't become a comedian, what other career path would you have chosen? That's a good question. You know, I think I would have been a whore. <laughs> a gold digger? Is that a career? That seems like a good career. I know a lot of women who's, who've made a career out of being a gold digger. And, you know, you really don't have to work that hard. Well, actually, I take that back. It takes a lot of preparation. You have to put your best foot forward. A lot of fake eyelashes. I'd, I'd be bartending. That's what I, if I wasn't doing stand-up comedy, I would go right back to bartending. Friend Joel and I would just go back to bartending, live our lives, make our cash, and flirt with our regulars. That's what I would do if I wasn't doing stand-up comedy. And I'd be happy as a clam. 
back in New York City with my boy Charlie Gariga at Puffy's Tavern. That's where I bartended when I worked there, when I lived there. Shout out to Puffy's NYC, my old stomping grounds. I hung out there when I was in New York last week, and it, it felt good. It felt good to see the bar still doing well. If you guys ever get to New York City, go to Puffy's Tavern and say hello to Charlie Gariga. Pinch his nipples for me. Give him a little cunt punch for me. Punch him in the coont. Give him a coont punch. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is um, we're living the dream. Fran Joel and I are living the dream. It's a fun life, and it can get lonely sometimes. Sometimes you eat shitty food. I've had a lot of microwavable mac and cheese meals, and I eat a lot of packaged food sometimes on the road, which doesn't help your hiney. I'm trying to maintain that Puerto Rican ass that he was talking about. You got to keep your booty looking good because there's a lot of competition out in these streets. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to stay straight focused. <laughs> trying to keep my booty tight. Trying to keep my comedy tight. Trying to not get too lonely where I rent shitty movies again. Please don't rent Fifty Shades of Grey. Just watch Pornhub. So much better. Sorry, Mom. Um, yeah, so send me your questions again. I love answering your questions. You can email me, sharptonguepodcast at, at gmail. You can continue to send your dick pics, which I'm getting more and more of the more I say I don't want them, but whatever. I'm going to make a wallpaper out of them one day when I'm 80 years old. Uh, I'm going to go into all my girlfriend's houses, and they're 80 years old, and they're going to have stupid floral wallpaper, and they're going to walk into my house, and I'm just going to have a bunch of dick pics. That's going to be my wallpaper. I'm going to be a ballin'-ass granny with a pool boy and dick pic wallpaper. Who wants a margarita? It's 10 a.m. I don't give a fuck. This episode is sponsored by Disney. Sharp Tongue Podcast, episode 5, in your ear. Thank you for listening. Chris Franjola, look him up. Charlie Gariga in NYC, look him up. Shout out to all my boys in the streets. I don't know why I got so hood on this one, but that's how we do. On Broadway! <laughs> Oh, God. Where did it all go? Where did it all go? Now I'm a comedian. I think I'll take this job. Hopefully this is going to be my last job. I don't want to do anything after this. I think I'm good. I think I found my career. It took a while. I'm in my bathtub in Marina Del Rey, happy as a clam, because I have eight days off. And I'm just going to go out and have a damn good time with my life. Okay, Stamos? And in the fashion of me liking to end the podcast with a voicemail uh, because I keep my voicemails I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sentimental person and I also, my father leaves hilarious voicemails and everybody else I know so I probably shouldn't let people know that because now people aren't going to leave me voicemails that are funny genuinely funny <laughs> and now everyone's going to know that I keep them but I don't fucking care uh, this is a funny voicemail my dad left me um, about a hot girl that he saw on the street and what my father likes to do is he likes to go up to girls and ask them if they know me from Girl Code. He's done this when I've been with him. And so this is a voicemail about him meeting some girl in the street and telling her that his daughter is on Girl Code and him trying to hit on her. Joe Peluso, you gotta love it. Hey, Phoenix, Dad, just calling you. I gotta tell you something. I don't know you keep this message. It was a real pretty girl. I was talking to her, you know, your father. Jordan. And I mentioned girl code. She 
Peace and love, y'all.